Hey there, folks. Dave DeBow back at you with another episode. Let me ask you this. If you are investing in real estate, are you flying solo or, or are you working with a partner? Or more importantly, are you working with your spouse? Well, today we've got a real estate investing power couple zooming in from Ontario. We've got uh, Diana Spremo and her husband, Steve Lytle, who got into real estate investing not that long ago but they've done a lot in a very short period of time. And it's also really helped to unite them more as a couple. So Diana and Steve, welcome to the call. Great to have you. Thank you very Thank much, you. Dave. Great to be it's here. Good to be here for sure. All right. So let's take a deep dive into what got you guys into real estate investing, because you can't hardly tell it from looking at your youthful faces, <laughs> but you got into real estate in your 50s. So walk me through how did that happen? So I think you're going to find that our story is actually pretty traditional. Um, you know, both of us uh, were in the corporate world. You know, we come from the backgrounds where you get an education, you get a good job. Um, you know, you work for 40 years and you retire at 65 with your pension and other registered funds. Mm -hmm. And there we were is in our early 50s and realizing, wow, retirement, you know, maybe it's something we have to start thinking about. And it just so happens that. I was driving in a car, which probably some people can relate to. And I heard a commercial about from Scott McGilvery saying, come listen to my two hour um, in-person seminar on how you can be successful investing in real estate. Uh -huh. And I thought, well, that sounds interesting. You know, it's free. It's a couple of hours. Let's go. So I came home and I mentioned it to Steve and, and you said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, let's do this. So I kind of. And, and here you are. So evidently, Steve, we, we know whose word carries a little bit more weight there. huh? Yeah. I mean, the answer is eventually I said yes, but I literally <laughs> said yes. Two minutes before leaving, Diana was leaving to go to this. Session. Yeah. Yeah. It's, come on, let's just, you know, we got to, you know, we just have to think of Do other avenues. You know, so yeah. people say the multiple sources of income. So we went and honestly, before the two hours was up, we were looking at each other saying, we need to do this. We literally yeah. looked in each other's yeah. eyes and it was like, wow, the, the, it was a one of those sort of epiphany moments where you have an awakening going, wow, there's way more opportunity out there than we thought. And, yeah. uh, you know, who knew we could leverage the equity in our home to go buy more and nice. to and with you know, the type of equity gains we're getting in Ontario, it seemed like a no brainer. So yeah, perfect. we did. Yeah, we were both so green at this. So so we continued through that process. So we became Keyspire members. Like really, we're just coming up to our five year anniversary. Mm -hmm. So we refinanced, um, again, a little bit traditional, refinanced our primary residence. Uh, and with that equity, we bought four properties almost right out the gate. So what you know, kind of properties? Like, oh my gosh, this this is incredible. And what, what kind what kind of properties did you buy? Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> so actually the first thing we bought was a uh pre-construction condo that we're still waiting for. It uh, will take possession <laughs> in February. Okay. Um and then we uh then we bought a student rental in London. Nice. And then two duplexes, one in uh one in Hamilton and one in Brantford. And I understand these were kind of fixer-upper type properties, or a couple of them were. Is that correct? In particular, the uh, the um, the one in London had some work it needed to do for students. It was okay, but we weren't satisfied. In fact, we don't want to be slum. So you're talking about you didn't want to be 
slum lords with that student rental in, in in London. So what did you do to fix it up? Well, the the uh, I mean, when we bought it, the floors were crooked and, uh, you know, the, it was old. You could hear right through the floors. So we yeah. we tore out the floors, leveled the floors, put in new flooring, repainted. Um, most of it was cosmetic. People wouldn't notice that it was done. But we put sound barrier in between the in between the, uh, uh, units and uh, cleaned it up. And, uh, you know, it, it actually has helped us even just that little bit of work has helped us to maintain good uh, flow of changeover with students and maintain our market rents in that building. Very nice. Yeah, and then we, the other the other two duplexes, did mm -hmm. you guys swing hammers and roll up your sleeves and, and get stuff done there as well? Well, as a matter of fact, in the one unit in Hamilton, we did. We decided to take out a portion of the wall. Um, it's a smaller one bedroom. So we took out a portion of the wall, added a counter there so that it was kind of an eat-in kitchen or like a a, a, a nook, a nook yeah. I guess, yeah. if you will. And uh, and that was about it. But we added new countertops. We painted the cabinets in that unit to bring them up to up to speed and uh, made sure the um, well, we, I guess we added a, an oven because the oven wasn't working. Yeah. Very but other good. than that, no, we didn't really do a lot with any of the other uh, properties. Perfect. So what uh, five years in, what does your real estate investing business look like? Because I understand you've got those long-term buy and hold properties, hopefully generating cash flow. I know interest rates and everything have kind of mm -hmm. gone over all over the place in the last five years, that's for sure. Right. And then you got the pre-construction condo that's finally just about ready to to go. I believe you guys have done a little bit of private lending and, that's right. and joint ventures with other investors. So maybe take us bird's eye view, what does your real estate investing business look like these days? I would say it's pretty diverse. Yeah. You know, we, we mm -hmm. have, we have these duplex triplex, but we also have some private lending, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, we also have uh, investments in some equity funds, um, which are, you know, historically have done very well, although there are delays based on COVID that are mm -hmm. taking place in these. So our laddering approach is a little bit messed up right now, <laughs> but, uh, you Best know, laid plans, right? That's right. That's but, right. But, but on the right track. Okay, cool. Now, the other thing I want to ask you guys about, especially Diana is this whole idea of living together, being a couple and investing together and working together for some folks, that's an absolute nightmare for other folks. That's heaven on earth. For a lot of folks, it's somewhere in between. So right. <laughs> talk to uh, talk to us a little bit about investing as a couple, if you would. Yeah, I, I, I've said before that, quite honestly, I think it has actually almost brought uh, Steve and I a little closer together. Yeah. Um, you know, we're 25 years married now. So we got into this, we were 20. And I, I, mean, I jokingly say, you know, sometimes you run out of things to talk about. But I think, I think yeah. um, with the real estate investing, like, for example, when we were doing the upgrades to a couple of our properties, we have this thing where we would bring in the air mattress. You know, we were we would sleep there over weekends. We would put in 10-hour days enjoying what we were doing. Nice. And then at night, we would get our roadies or wobble pops or whatever you want to call them. We would walk the <laughs> what wobbly pops. I like that. Now I know what you mean by roadies. I was going, what <laughs> the neighborhood, honestly, at for like yeah. an hour and then yeah. come back and, you know, do it all over again. And that, and then I also say, you know, that you know how they joke about, oh, keep wife happy or keep husband happy. 
I like to say keep husband happy because Steve got to buy himself a whole new set of, I say, call them shiny yellow tools. And mm -hmm. uh, and we've got a big red pickup in the driveway, which we didn't have before. So you sort of- And it's a business expense, right? Because you got to maintain those properties. It's given us, um, it's almost like a renewed purpose, things to talk about, things to strive towards together, things to figure out, challenges together. So it really has been a lot of fun working together. And it's got it Steve some brand new toys. That's pretty cool. Too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, some might say I've got a red truck and yellow tools. I might be a little conflicted if you know <laughs> the tools. Um, but it has. It's taught me a lot. I've gained a lot of confidence in what I can do with the tools. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there was a time when I wouldn't touch some of the things that I do now. But, uh, you know, property managing our own properties has really expanded my understanding mm -hmm. of what needs to be done and will help us as we segue into the US yeah. and start investing in a place that's a, a, a distance away and we hire our own property manager. So now no. I'll know, you know, yeah, that's, that's what exciting really goes stuff. into that, you know, yeah. and that's important for us. Well, I, so what have you guys done to kind of figure out who does what? Because I'm, I'm sure each one of you has kind of natural strengths and complements the others. So when it comes to your real estate investing business, you're doing a few different things. You're you're looking for properties, you're managing properties, you're maintaining properties, you're doing tenant management, you're figuring out different avenues to invest in private lending funds, these kind of things. So do you, does each one of you kind of have your lane that, that you're responsible for? Do you do everything in? I mean, there's definitely sort of a, 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 a me, you and an us. And and mm -hmm. I, I mean, I hate to say it's almost a little stereotypic. Um, Steve's the handyman. You know, I, uh, yeah, so let's just leave it at that. Steve's the handyman. <laughs> um, I do the books, uh, the accounting, but then when it comes to searching properties and uh, tenant liaison, I would say we split those 50-50. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Diana does all, all of the um, leases. Um, you know, mm -hmm. if it wasn't for her, this wouldn't be a business. Let's put it yeah. that way. Um, mine, I do a lot of what I'm told. <laughs> good man smart man yeah, yeah, yeah. happy wife happy life yeah. um but when it comes to the technology of you know a lawnmower doesn't start or a washing machine isn't running i'm the one that uh, talks people through that and walks through so that's my part of the communication diana does most of the mls searches and i'll do and, uh, and the analysis stuff so the detailed analysis. number type stuff yeah, yeah. Say we share. I we share the okay. we share the analysis part. She finds cool. the she finds the properties. We both do the analysis. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I, I I like that, and I like what you said there. It it really gives you something to talk about because, like you say, after twenty years together, it's the kind of a little bit of the same old, same old. Now there's <laughs> something new happening one way or the other on a regular yeah. basis, and it's a it's a joint journey. Like, I don't know if before each one of you had your own career, your own job, your own thing. We did. Got together at home. Now this is, this is a combined effort. Right. And one yeah. thing I really enjoy, uh, you know, when we were doing the renos ourselves, like I don't, honestly, I don't know one tool from another tool, but that did not prevent me from even putting in 10 hour days. Like what I've learned from this is even somebody with very little or next to no construction experience, such as myself, if the willingness is there, like I, I'm the kind of person who's not, I don't mind getting my hands dirty. In fact, I love it. 
but mm-hmm. there's still enough work on a site for me to to fill a day you know yeah. somebody's got to take the garbage out you know somebody's got to pull those yeah, nails exactly <laughs> so that's what i really enjoyed like i said I, I don't always want to be sitting at the desk doing paperwork i want to go mm-hmm. out and get my hands dirty too oh that's wonderful <laughs> Beyond that, we even recruited our kids as well, right? Oh, yeah. hey, I, I'm a firm believer in child labor. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> we also now have both of them doing private lending. So, wow, yeah, nice. which is which is great for them. Hopefully, they learn from that and will grow. Uh, are are your kids? Are they big time influencers or something like that? They're making the bucks hand over fist that that they've got all this spare cash to do private lending with, or did you start them small? Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Let's just say they might have inherited a bit of money and ah, decided to put yeah. it to work. Yeah, <laughs> good, smart. No, that's really smart. That is really, really, really smart. Yeah. So, you guys, you built up a nice, nice little portfolio in Canada. Now you're looking south of the border. That brings in a whole new set of complications and opportunities. Mm-hmm. Why have you decided to uh, venture down south instead of just doing more of what you've already done in Canada? Well, I think it's really, um, I think it's really that when you say Canada, I mean there's opportunities in Canada. Ontario is a is really right now a very difficult market uh, for our level of investing in terms mm-hmm. of the smaller. Uh, multifamily, duplexes, triplexes, uh, difficult to cash flow, difficult relations with the LTB and so on. So well, for people said, aren't familiar, what does LTB stand for? It's the landlord tenant board. It's the, yeah. it's the board that makes all the decisions when there's um, uh, conflict or disputes between the landlord and the tenants. And they are more than eight months behind uh, yeah. in terms of what they're doing. So it's, it's a challenge. Um so with that said, we've looked to the U.S. We have some friends who were investing in the U.S. Uh, in Savannah. So we took a trip down there, started to learn about the U.S. marketplace. Uh, we've immersed ourselves in uh, in other educational programs with people who are uh, investing in the U.S. as well. And we're starting to define the markets. And mm. uh, so Savannah was one that we thought we would go after. Yeah. But quite honestly, it's a challenging market based on the competition for the short-term rentals there. Oh, so that's what you want to get into is short-term rentals down there. Eventually, but mm-hmm. we're not we're we're open to many opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we've been looking at Indianapolis. They seem to have an abundance of these beautiful duplexes. You know, that side-by-side duplexes that need some work and can you you can increase the value through which you're pretty familiar with. You you've got experience yes. with that. Yeah, that's right. a- absolutely, and uh, you know. It, it would be nice to work on those. We could easily take our air mattress and our wobbly pops down to Indianapolis. <laughs> you and, might even uh, get some while you're down there. You never know. That, that's right. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's something that's familiar to us. And uh, we have some very good contacts in terms of real estate agents and property managers down there now yeah. uh, through our through our education. And uh, we're pretty excited to uh, to get going. And yeah. and your dollar, you get so much more bang for your buck down there. And beautiful thing is, so you, you can buy properties for a fraction of what the sim, same property would cost in Ontario. That's right. Cash flows nicely. And then right. from a Canadian perspective, it's pretty nice to get paid in US dollars. It absolutely exactly. is. Yeah. No, that makes a yeah. lot of sense. That 30% gain on the top was, is that's pretty helpful. Always, that's always <laughs> nice. Now, there are some complications to make sure you're set up properly for cross-border 
uh, right. investing right. so you don't get double whacked with taxation, but Correct. You just find a good, I'm sure through your education, you found some good uh, resources in that department. So yeah. moving ahead, you guys, it sounds like you've really done a good job of leveraging your home equity. Are you able to do more of that when you go down to the States? Or are you going to start working with joint venture partners or private investors to, to do these deals down in the States? I think I think we're going to really look at the private investor and uh, joint venture level, mm -hmm. and it's going to depend on the type of deal. For example, we're running numbers on a on a uh, buy where it's sixteen units right now, and uh, that would require a joint venture as opposed to a uh, just solely private lending because the numbers mm -hmm. just don't work uh, as a private lending program. Right. Um, you know, but we do like to to run our numbers carefully and make sure that everybody wins, and uh, so. We take our time. Yeah, absolutely. Like they say, you know, don't um, everything you say, if you haven't done it yet, put the word yet at the end. You know, mm -hmm. we haven't done actually done a joint venture yet, but we're re mm -hmm. really looking forward to it because it's going to help us grow. It's going to help uh, future investors grow with us. And, you know, we'd love to uh, find some partners that we can work together uh, over and over. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Are you open to some some suggestions around that? Because that's kind of our our oh, shtick. Please. Absolutely. Yes. I think you guys are in a perfect position to do this for many, many reasons. Number one reason is you've got a proven track record in Canada of being active investors as well as passive investors. So you can you can talk to it from both sides of the coin. So you can relate to people very, very well. I would imagine that both of you through your respective professions and networks are quite well connected with a lot of people. And and I know there's a there's a big temptation. A lot of people that are in the real estate investing groups really focus on finding partners within those groups. And that's great. But the other side of the coin there is there's a lot of competition because everybody's looking for passive investors, private money lenders, joint venture, you know, the money partners in these groups. So it gets to that's be right. a little bit or it can become a little bit incestuous in that respect, right? So right couple of things I would recommend. Number one is if you aren't already, really start sharing and documenting your journey so far with real estate investing and exploring these opportunities down in, in the States and kind of getting the word out so that when you are ready to start bringing on partners, you're not starting from scratch and, and coming across salesy, if you know what I mean, right? So yeah, right. we've sure, all seen sure. those people that got into some sort of MLM thing and they're selling wonder group and you haven't heard from that person in forever. And all of a sudden they ring you up and they're, they're trying to enroll you in their program. We don't want to come across like that. Trust me. That's what dumb, right. dumb Dave did back in the day. And it, it <laughs> blew up in my face. But if you guys are in the perfect position now that if you start getting the word out strategically about what you're up to in a very, you know, kind of friendly matter of fact, sharing your journey kind of way, then when you are ready to pull the trigger, yeah. you if you do things right, you'll have a bunch of people already lined up, right. ready to go for that next deal. And then you won't be worried about you know, how we're going to finance this. And then you can go in, you can negotiate harder. You can you can really get those deals tied up knowing that you can close. So that's, that's one big tip. Uh, the other suggestion for you is I know it's so challenging when you see something like the U.S. market, because there's 10 times the population 
They're 10 times the opportunities. It's, you know, one third, one fourth, one fifth, the price of equivalent properties in Ontario. So there's, there's the shiny object syndrome is right. <laughs> and what I would recommend, you touched on this, Steve, I would recommend that to start with, you pick something that's, that aligns quite well with what you've already done. Because again, I'm thinking ahead to bring on partners. It's, it's going to be much easier for you guys to say, Hey, we've done these small multifamilies in Ontario. We, we know our stuff. We've been doing this for five years. Now we're just doing it in a different market that happens to be in the States, but we're doing the exact same thing, you know? Right, so it's, right. it's more apples to apples. Yeah. And if you go, okay, we've done the small things here. Now we want to get into big time multifamily. I'm not saying don't do that yes. eventually, but maybe, maybe do something one or two things in between right. this and that. Do you follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I agree 100% as well. It's, um, yeah. you know, when I, when I said that earlier, I, it just dawned on me, you know, there's so much opportunity with the, the, with buy, rinse and repeat. There's so many of these yeah. duplexes that you can literally buy one, have one just about ready to go get the next one and just yeah. keep going and, uh, and build or, or get, you know, if you find a good market, you got a good team, you could do two or three at the same time. Like, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, definitely can. No, that is awesome. You guys, I think you are in a beautiful, perfect position to get rolling with that. Um, I, I think you're on the right track looking South of the border. I know a ton of people in Ontario are looking outside of the province, outside yeah. of the country, outside of the continent, you know, all, yeah. all over the yeah. place. So there's, <laughs> there's lots of opportunities there. Hey, um, if folks would like to connect with you and find and get more Diana and Steve, what mm -hmm. can they do? What's the best place for them to go? Um, we, we don't have a website. Uh, so, but we did create a, um, a joint, um, account on Facebook. So we Good. are Diana Spremo, Steve Lytle together on mm -hmm. Facebook. And then they can always email us as well. So our uh, corporation is North Grove Properties. So they can always uh, email us at contact at northgroveproperties.com. Fantastic. Well, you guys, it's been a lot of fun. Congratulations on all that you've accomplished. I'm so pleased for you, you know, getting started working on this together, taking a lot of action in a fairly condensed period of time, and then being open to the idea of, going where the deals make sense. So I'm sure we're going to see great things from you in the future. Well, we hope so. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Dave. Maybe Appreciate we can it. visit again sometime and let you know how it's going. I would love that. All right, everybody. Take care. Great we'll talk you. to you on the next episode. Excellent. Thanks.